Hello everyone, welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brain Roast with Dr. HPM. I'm your host, Dr. HPM. So today I have a very special guest, continuing with our residency series. So I have invited my close friend from my med school, uh, Dr. Mrinal Patnaik. He's currently pursuing his residency in forensic medicine and toxicology from one of the premier institutes of the country, that is Ames Bhopal. Talking about him, he is uh, an MBBS grad from 2015 batch of UCMS, University of Delhi. And uh, additionally, he is currently pursuing some postgraduate diploma courses. He will be briefing you about that as well. So, hi, Mrinal, how are you doing? Hello, hello, Haras. I am doing great. Okay, good to know, good to know. So, Mrinal, starting with it uh, about this residency journey, a lot of aspirants are very much uh, confused nowadays regarding what to choose, what not to. So, was exactly this particular branch your dream branch in med school? Dr. Hara, that is a difficult question because what is a dream branch? Mm -hmm. Personally, I believe childhood experiences dictate everything from our fears to our our aspirations, even the temperament. Mm -hmm. And as far as I can recall, mine was the death. That is, death was the reason I got into medicine. Mm -hmm. Not exactly to escape or prevent it, Mm -hmm. but to understand what happens to a human body as it withers and perishes. As for forensic medicine, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was before MBBS. But by the time I finished it, it was a lunch for me. And as you know, I grabbed it right after I finished my internship. Yeah, yeah. So, so for the benefit of the audiences, I wanted to uh, bring a context about you and your personal background. So, Mrinal comes from a family of doctors, to be very frank, guys. So, Mrinal, don't you yeah. think uh, being from a family of physicians, uh, and uh, uh, having a lot of doctors from your family. You said uh, before joining MBBS, you didn't have much idea about FMC. So is that originally a very truthful statement or you can say you are not very subconsciously uh, or consciously known to that fact? See, I was exposed to this idea of what being a doctor means from from early childhood. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, no one in my family was a forensic expert. Uh, uh, all the members were from clinical, preclinical, paraclinical branches, yes. But uh, specifically, I did not know what forensic medicine was. Um, uh, the first incident of uh, my interest in uh, human anatomy and death was when I saw uh, this uh, human skull, like a uh, bone skull was there. Uh, my mother had kept it in, uh, uh, in preparation for her lectures. Uh, she is a professor of anatomy. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, that was the first experience. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah. Uh, so, what I mean is, uh, I wanted to get into medicine because of death, and uh, forensic medicine is what allows me to really study properly. Okay, okay. Good to know that. And uh, now it has been almost half of your MD journey. You have almost finished one and a half years now. So, how do you feel it now exactly, Renal? Huh. See, uh, when you said that, uh, I just recalled this quote from that movie, Dead Poet Society. That medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits which are necessary to sustain life. So, whatever be the reason for choosing this profession, 
medicinal ingredients i feel uh, if you go for forensic medicine as post graduation it neatly outlines that nobleness which is uh, supposed to be there in, med- in medicine when you get to experience it first hand and really see it from the inside the nitpicks of which i'll be discussing with you as we go on with this podcast mm-hmm. great great so moving further to our next question renal i know every coin has got different sides similarly every profession has got its own advantage and disadvantage and similarly the story continues with any specialty we talk about uh, in the yeah. post graduation so what are the five you can say advantage or so called pros so but a big disclaimer for the audiences both me and minal are a person who don't advocate the fact that any specialty has got any kind of pro or con it's only upon you uh, what is your vision and what's your understanding of life is so that defines so going forward minal what are your understanding as per your understanding of fmt what are the five pros of this branch so okay the first pro i would say that smt allows you to develop a diverse skill set from analytical techniques of chromatography and microscopy to uh, lab processing of uh, cross anatomical specimens from having necessary skills for digital facial reconstruction to uh, having uh, practiced different kinds different types and kinds of manual suturing techniques You, and moreover you need to keep abreast of all the recent trends and on the standard treatment protocols as well so uh, you become a sort of a jack of all trades mm-hmm. i can see that uh, can see that yeah. you mentioned about sutures it reminds me of surgeons you mentioned about facial reconstruction 3d reconstruction it reminds me of radio uh, diagnosis as a specialty you talked about microscopy it talks a lot about now path and micro and uh, yeah i come and toxicology a lot of pharma involved in that part so yeah it's yes. definitely a jack of all trades uh, so any other pro minal can you think of yes 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 yeah. uh, i i i can think of several of the top of my head mm-hmm. uh, i'll go on with them mm-hmm. so the other thing is the prospects the patients are unmapped not much has been done in mosheries in india there are some people working hard but they are scattered in too few so if you are driven and you go into this branch you can achieve great heights mm-hmm. it's just like the fact the, that a lot has to be explored so a little is also like a exponential growth uh, in this particular field that's what guys renal is trying to say renal don't you think uh, being a forensic expert you get a good uh, Uh, you can say relationship uh, or a good bonding with the policemen and yeah, law makers, yeah, yeah. uh, judges, courts. So how about it? Is it a pro or a con? <laughs> That depends on how you go about it. The power, network, and the clout amongst colleagues as a forensic expert doctors comes very handy. You are the one whose acumen can protect or prosecute or prosecute people, including doctors in the court of law. so uh, judges policemen the uh, your fellow doctors they are always around you uh, wanting things from you and that can be a pro if you don't want anything back from them and it can be a con if they have power over you mm-hmm. so the next like, thing is yeah, jo- yeah uh, the yeah, next thing is job security job security mm-hmm. the uh, 
job of a forensic expert is very well defined in the eyes of the law and uh, because uh, many people many parties are involved so uh, the regulations are strict as well and you have the fixed hours and moreover uh, it need not be like just a small uh, route or day to day work uh, there are there are many rapidly developing sub specialties of the uh forensic medicine Yeah. We'll talk about it later on. Yeah. Uh, moving further, so Manal, it was great that you enumerated a lot of, uh, I will say, uh, brownie points. I will not say exactly they are the pros, but yeah, a lot of brownie points. And it yeah, also uh, depends at, uh, upon the vision of the person how he or she is looking at the brand. But Manal, as per your understanding goes, or in general, what are the cons uh, of this particular yeah. Uh, uh, field? Yeah. So this specialty needs extra vigilance. like not just in documentation but also in keeping track of the bi- of your own biases and everyone else's which they keep pushing on you regardless of your own susceptibility you have to be very objective in interpreting the facts and uh, ex- excluding what is a fact and uh, what is not and with power comes responsibility any mistake is not forgiven in court of law and when you see how your work is read and acted upon by others you realize the very specific significance of the cog which you become in the system so you are the interface of medicine and law agree agree uh, so it would could not be better explained uh, mrinal the way you uh, rendered it and put it up so mrinal don't you think uh, this branch is uh, a lot of people in general be it the layman person or a lot of also physicians call it as a dead doctor so what are your comments on that is it a con process any comments on this yeah the perception of the branch that comes from the eminent people which are uh, which are uh, made like sort of quasi celebrities in the eyes of the common people so that has not happened in india yet because uh, too few people are working hard uh, as of now and even in other countries uh, not many people go into this specialty uh, we'll be discussing uh, the pathways for that in other countries uh, after this uh, so yeah Uh, so Mrinal, uh, we talked a lot about the pros and cons, and I can understand uh, this is not a in general speciality uh, that anybody can opt in and anybody can fit in. Uh, I personally feel a lot of uh, special qualities are needed. So, as per your understanding goes, we are now into almost eighteen to nineteen months into the speciality. Who are the kind of personalities, or who should never opt for this kind of speciality? Yes, that is an excellent question, Doctor Hara. So uh, I would like to say, as we grow up, we we think a job is just a job; it gets you money. But when you really mature, is when you are thinking about the work you do every day, and you try and find meaning in it. So you keep assessing whether you are able to align yourself with what it gives you, what it gives the people around you, and to the society and the country by extension. So uh, personally, I think there are three kinds of people who become doctors. First is the one or the kind who set, who are satisfied on accomplishing anything that is given to them. They crave only a challenge, a puzzle to solve. 
that you can find in the process of eliminating differential diagnosis so uh, uh, that is the first time uh, the the second is uh, the people who get satisfaction only from healing their patients whether like seeing them recover getting better each day, each day slowly or relieving their pain and suffering like some surgeons cannot wait and they want instant results whereas some are willing to wait and see look uh, or preparing uh, to care for acute and chronic diseases and so on and lastly there are those who get satisfaction only when there is justice when the wrongs have been corrected and the wrongdoers have been punished these people must wait for the longest and in the hope of adding value to not just the individual or the person who was wronged or their family but also to the grand scheme of things like i'm not talking about even years or decades i'm talking about centuries only the third kind of people should should go for mdfmt as other specialties will provide ample work for their satisfaction uh, as they are more oriented towards patient care yeah 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 so so audiences uh, it was a phenomenal answer i must say uh, from dr mrinal but uh, to summarize it in a very crisp thing what mrinal is trying to say guys is that if anybody is looking for direct patient care if anybody is looking for instantaneous results if anybody is not having that kind of adrenaline rush uh, when some cases come in some uncertain uh, things happen in life and who is not loving the laws and so called a perfectionist because fmt requires a lot of perfection as minal mentioned that uh, you have to document a lot of things uh, the sentences you write the kind of punctuation the kind of grammar you use the kind of tense you use they define a lot and they can be used or even misused uh, by a uh, public prosecutor or the defense lawyer uh, for the dis- uh, justice of a victim and similarly goes for various medical legal courses so mrinal uh, we talked a lot about uh, fmt but i personally uh, know that fmt has got a lot of clinical workload as well a lot of uh, lay people yeah. or non medicals or even the undergrad uh, ug students of mbbs don't know much about it can you just tell us that first of all fmt has got a clinical aspect and can you just enumerate that what all happens in clinical fmt side of things and then we can go to discuss the kind of workload you guys have yes doctor so uh, fmt has primarily three domains of work first is the medical legal case load mm-hmm. that includes autopsies and expert opinions for the court mm-hmm. then there is clinical forensic medicine the crux of what you are trying to get me out of me mm-hmm. so that includes all the uh, sexual assaults all the injuries all, all the age estimations all the uh, all the uh, accused and uh, victim examinations all the weapon examination that comes under clinical forensic medicine as well as toxicology and survivors of any uh, suicide or uh, homicidal attempts if they are admitted under surgical or medical care they also get a clinical forensic medicine reference done and uh, okay that is the first domain of work the second is teaching no no you mentioned already yeah. sorry for interrupting you already have mentioned two domains first is uh, regarding you mentioned regarding the medical legal part second now you have uh, enumerated the clinical thing now you are going to teaching part yeah please go on the third yeah. one yeah teaching and research yeah, yeah. so uh, 
obviously there are undergraduate classes uh, if you are in a teaching institute there are there are non teaching institutes as well where you can uh, practice as a forensic expert but uh, mostly it is just in medical colleges because that is where legally autopsies are most of the autopsies are done if not at a primary healthcare center so uh, So, UG yeah. teaching is there, PG teaching is there. Uh, then uh, op- medical officers training is there for those who are uh, posted in the CHCs and PHCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as far as research goes, you can go for intramural and extramural and ICMR and other funding agencies. And uh, obviously, as an MD, you have to do your thesis. And yeah. most most often, that becomes the determining the the focus of your career actually. Like. when you spend 1 2 3 years going into depths of that subject you obviously become more interested in it you get uh, people know you and associate uh, associate you with that work so these things determine the yeah. Yeah, yeah primarily if we say uh, the workload in md fmt is you have divided into three categories the one is the medical legal aspect second is the clinical aspect third the teaching and the research part uh, getting back to mrinal to the clinical workload particularly so can you give yeah. a uh, you can say a walk over of a of a week's time how your months are uh, yeah 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 sure yeah. sure so uh, because i am working in a central institute uh, relatively new institute we have a less workload than other established state colleges as of now but uh, we are uh, handling 200 300 autopsies in a year so if one case comes every day a junior resident a senior resident and a faculty we all go in uh, we dissect the body ourselves we examine and know the findings we dispatch the report we write all of it ourselves and we uh, deliberate upon the uh, opinion and the facts uh once or twice a month we get uh, calls from the court for expert opinions then uh, we have to visit the sessions court or district court or uh, whichever whichever is the court that has awareness then uh, clinical forensic medicine that uh, that level seasonally actually so you get you tend to get more snake bites during the monsoon you get to you get to have more uh, uh, road traffic accidents due to bike skidding in winters You get you see more drownings in monsoon again, yeah. So the makeup of the cases you will be seeing that differs from every from region to region, as well as the type of institute you are working in. But as far as uh, aims are concerned, most aims it is a balanced work. Uh, bal- uh, sorry, I'm trying to say work-life balance is there. Uh, you. Go in at nine thirty. Come back at four five, and that is it. And mostly, it's Sundays off, unless until you have M duty or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have touched uh, some portions of research. I know uh, while we're talking about the pros, and now we discuss the uh, various aspects of the workload of M D F M D resident. Uh, but uh, going deep into it, uh, what is your take, Mrinal? I know FMT is comparatively a newer field. A lot of uh, opportunities and a lot of work needs to be done. But uh, as per your understanding goes, in coming five to ten years, what are the kind of research opportunity one can expect, especially in India or uh, in developed nations? Yeah. yeah. 
so uh, as i told you uh, there are many rapidly developing some specialties the first is forensic radiology uh, there are many courses cropping up for forensic radiology or virtual autopsy uh, they have huge fees like as high as 5 to 8 lakhs for a short training period attachment of like 2 weeks and then uh, obviously there are uh, opportunities for internal and external projects with various funding agencies cst uh, sorry ddt uh, then uh, icmr but not many private uh, companies fund research and development because uh, autopsies are undertaken primarily by government uh, doctors and uh, and commissioned by police only and uh, there's not much scope other than that for the instru- instrumentation involved in laboratory and the toxicology aspect so and uh, Yeah, the second part of the question was higher studies and fellowship opportunities, right? We will go to that. We'll go to that. Any other research opportunity you want to touch upon? I will go to that. It will be a second part yeah. of things. Yeah. Also, uh, these uh, higher studies and research go hand in hand. Actually, you become eligible for uh, so many PhDs, and uh, if you want to continue your topic of research of your MD thesis, you can go for post MD PhD. i think that is functioning at three institutes in the country sri uh, ramchandra mimans and kgm lucknow and uh, then then obviously you can go for other uh, uh, institutes uh, where uh, sorry where they have other phd programs and uh, Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I think that, yeah, that you covered a lot of uh, ground. Uh, to be very frank, uh, especially on the research aspect. Uh, just for the sake of uh, understanding of the audiences, I want to summarize and put things uh, into perspective, so that you can guys get a hold what Minal is trying to say. So uh, first, you need to understand that SMT is not like uh, other specialities of medicine. There are a little bit of differences. the biggest difference that comes into picture is that it's a very highly regulated field which is also uh, the capital that is invested in fmc is primarily if you can say almost 90 to 95% is from the government sector the reason being it's a legal uh, understanding required so the courts are involved the police is involved and additionally the law of the state is the law of the land the law of the state is involved So a lot of time, what happens, Manal um, just touched upon that the private setups are not much interested into R and D, especially in the forensic. Yeah, going forward, it might happen that forensic radiology picks up, uh, forensic pathology picks up, and we might have some startups coming in that sector, and nobody knows what will happen in the future. Uh, I can completely relate. Twenty years back, nobody have, would have thought that edtech startups will be like uh, earning uh, in billions, and they will be. Uh, huge unicorn so nobody knows uh, but yeah as of now and as my understanding as i and now's understanding goes we don't think in coming 5 years there is a huge private sector opportunity yeah definitely public sector opportunity is there another thing that yeah. was mentioned yeah. touched upon uh, is regarding the funding part so he mentioned regarding intramural extramural these are regarding where are you getting fund from and he mentioned couple of institutes uh, one is dbt and icmr icmr you all guys know after covid uh, indian council of medical research and dbt is department of biotechnology so he, he was actually talking about that other aspect i want to touch upon for the audience 
the md curriculum requires a thesis to be done which is depending upon the university or the institute it takes 2 to 2 and 1/2 years so what milan is trying to say if you are good enough and passionate about your research topic you can continue that md uh, thesis part for example say milan does something on semen analysis for example and if he likes that and he is very passionate and his research of md is very fruitful and he comes with good first author papers what he can do is that he can continue that in some kind of phd or he can move abroad depending upon the kind of guide or supervisor he looks up to so that was the kind of thing he was talking about now moving renal uh, to our next part of the question regarding how to continue education abroad or how to continue the research opportunity abroad yeah please go on so so forensic medicine in india it is primarily an exams like you get your md degree you get your employment and then you can work or uh, pursue other degrees or whatever your the field of your interests but uh, it is a faster route in india to a specialist uh, track than any other country or abroad So, for example, in UK, if you wanted to become a forensic expert, you would first have to do uh, you 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 would first have to clear FRC PATH, that is Fellowship of Royal College of Pathology. Uh, that is uh, you'd get get the equivalent of MD Pathology, then do three years of fellowship in forensic pathology. Then you will become the expert in UK. similarly in us you uh, after doing a residency in pathology because indian mds are not recognized uh, that is a four year course then after that you will have to do three years fellowship in either uh, uh, neuropathology or forensic pathology and then you become a forensic expert then uh, as far as uh, other sub specialties are concerned uh, such as anthropology odontology microbiology uh, there are other professional bodies with uh, dedicated study groups for example the european society of clinical microbiology and infectious diseases efcmid has a study group for post mortem microbiology and uh, in in india uh, opportunities for higher studies include a post doctoral certificate course in forensic in forensic histopathology and of course uh, dm fmt is there at aims bangalore actually yeah. it's very astonishing for me sometimes that the newer aims are starting a lot of new courses especially aims jodhpur has come up with some good courses it's not limited to fmt at this point but in generally the newer aims are coming up with good courses and they are very much different uh, it's in actually in line with the other iims and iits what they are doing that they are moving from the traditional and try to experiment and that's a good thing uh, and a good sign to be very frank uh yeah it was great manal to have a good understanding i hope uh, the upcoming medicals uh, looking for research opportunity will be finding very helpful insights from this conversation uh manal to a great extent we have even covered the higher studies and fellowship opportunities do you want to add any kind of fellowship opportunities which we have not discussed till now any specific hmm like fellowship if you want to settle abroad is that what you mean uh no currently i'm asking about any kind of fellowship any fellowships after md uh, both in india and abroad uh, then we can talk about that how to settle abroad what are the channels uh, whether you can go to dubai or some middle east countries be a lecturer okay okay like that yeah 
the idea of fellowship is to get cheap labor uh, that has a specialist qualification like it, instead of giving uh, them the market rate you get them a certificate and a lower pay so that has not yet happened in fmt so i'm glad there are not many fellowships as of now and uh, but i think there are some in uk there are some in us uh, then again uh, no one is uh, at least i expect uh, as of now uh, being limited or being uh, uh, sorry what i'm trying to say uh, no uh, not many fellowship opportunities are there okay. and now uh, i know a lot of people are nowadays uh, thinking to settle abroad i do to different reasons i am a person who is not uh, very much favorite uh, to on going for personal comments it's the complete individual choice but when i say for example somebody completes the md fmt from in delhi or from amc delhi or say from your college and he prepares himself for mindset is that i need to settle abroad so what are the channels yeah. you can think of See, uh, when a person tries to emigrate, they need to ensure that their qualification is acknowledged or recognized in that country, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Indian MDs are not recognized anywhere, uh, except for other uh, former colonies, the Commonwealth, right? Uh-huh. So uh, there are paths for uh, other MDs like pathology, other uh, clinical and pre-clinical um, MDs but uh, not specifically for forensic medicine because this was an amalgamation that developed to handle the specific needs of India the uh, the uh, medical and legal interface that exists in India that varies from state to state as well that is not the case anywhere else in the world So guys, what so, I'm just trying to say no, is that uh, once again, let me put in this way yeah. uh, so that the uh, understanding is very simple for the audience. Because uh, see, uh, all of you guys should understand that the complete uh, medical education is very much a license-based professional course. So what Renal is saying is that most of the professional courses uh, in medical education and all of the MD courses are not recognized outside India because the simple reason. they were created the curriculum the kind of practical training it's all keeping in mind the indian setting so minali is saying if you are planning to go abroad then your md fmt is of no use yeah you can use no 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 experience. no no uh, what i'm trying to say is uh, this experience would still count as a post graduate md degree that you did but uh, certificate is not going to be counted yeah yeah that's what i'm telling that's what i'm telling for example uh, it will be counted as a some kind of experience bit form of research or something depending upon one kind of uh, job description you're applying to but yeah, yeah certificate will not be acknowledged yeah and actually actually it is good because this experience of how to properly write a medical document that is going to be scrutinized by so many parties so many uh, legal and uh, other fellow doctors as well who are trying to find uh, lacuna in your work that skill that will come handy uh, anywhere you go in the world mm-hmm. no that i completely agree uh, but uh, what i'm trying to say is that the kind of 
for example somebody does a jrship or a junior residency non academic the kind of experience he will showcase in his cv for a abroad job will be same as academic kind of thing the kind of md thesis getting them into the documents getting them into the cv is not that easy because it's not so called recognized but yeah i completely agree knowledge is knowledge and experience is experience moving further yes. nal uh, in one line statement uh, can you describe this kind of speciality i always love this question i know i'm making it tough for you but one line yes, statement yes. for the speciality description okay so one line for what something is so any forensic medicine it is a path to it is a path to power you didn't know you wanted mm-hmm. let me say that again md forensic medicine is a path to power you didn't know you wanted mm-hmm. yeah it's actually a very powerful statement i hope uh, it uh, really ignites the minds and pushes people hard to join this uh, speciality whosoever is still doubtful uh so mrinal uh, another favorite question of mine do you think uh, you're going to choose this same speciality again if given an opportunity hands down yes sir primarily because aims gopal at aims gopal we have a cultivating and understanding work environment and personally it provides the exact balance of clinical and teaching workload that i needed mm-hmm. and the research opportunities in this institute in this branch uh, great mm-hmm. so primarily uh, what i am trying to say guys is that just remember one disclaimer about mrinal and what mrinal is trying to say first disclaimer mrinal is a special birth child and special person i am saying that everybody <laughs> everybody, everybody no 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 let me put it this way everybody has got their own taste so whenever you are deciding to go to any branch just understand that what that person is trying to say and what kind of experience what kind of understanding he has so minal has got a that kind of intuition so always uh, think about that second minal mentioned about his institute that is also very important the kind of passion you develop for a specialty doesn't only comes from your theoretical knowledge of mbbs it might could have happened that minal would have joined a institute in which uh, there could have been a toxic work culture no research opportunity a lot of uh, hierarchy being followed and he might have have lost his passion so that's what i'm trying to say two big disclaimers one about his institute and another about his personality now before uh, getting into towards we are now almost to the end of this podcast guys just remember i mentioned i'm repeating minal is a special person he has got a lot of talent is into a lot of things is a very research uh, uh, friendly and the research mindset i know him since my ug days a very steady freak and very perfectionist to be very frank and he loves coding he is doing a lot of certification courses and uh, i can guarantee sooner or later you will find him somewhere sometime uh, doing something great in fmt so mrinal before winding up this podcast uh, simple messages crisp and clear and loud i must say or for the upcoming medicals who are still doubtful about joining this specialty and considering in their top choices before filling up uh, the counseling choices yeah please okay so you should go for mdpmt if medical ethics laws and justice are your forte if you can handle pressure from politicians you can handle seeing eviscerated dead bodies without throwing up and has some resilience of mind 
for you will see a lot of murders rapes vicuilage traffic accidents tragic deaths and medical malocurrences if you can handle it you should uh, you should definitely go for nfmt because it is going to be so rewarding you cannot even imagine from the outside yeah actually it was uh, a very clear messages i must say uh, not so loud uh, the louder message i will like to remind you to repeat the online statement you gave last time yeah 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 so md forensic medicine is a path to power you didn't know you wanted yeah i'm going to keep it as my tagline for this podcast definitely and uh, thanks a lot guys for hearing this uh, beautiful episode and i hope uh, you anybody interested to mrinal will connect i will put uh, his social media links in the description of the podcast please reach out to me or mrinal and feel free to get in touch with us just wishes for your counseling thanks mrinal for giving me the time and sharing your experience thank you ara it was nice talking to you yeah So that's it guys in this episode of podcast stay tuned for more such informative and residency talks uh, going on this series and i think uh, by next month we'll have a lot of uh, more episodes in this residency podcast stay tuned for more such episodes signing off this is dr hpn